It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitri. We want to just say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listener of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure you leave us a five-star review because guess what? When you leave us a five-star review, that means everybody, Pookinim, Grandma, everybody, everybody that you know, they will find out about us and they will like us and love us as well. We really appreciate y'all on the YouTube side also because we're almost we're running towards 4,000 subscribers, like literally running, like almost in a dead sprint. And we're over 3,500 subscribers right now. But it is a Friday. And whoo, T, the strikeout king is here. And the Falcons up here masking IR folks and Dropping names that we know we are very familiar with on IR. We'll talk about that and what does that exactly mean. And then last but not least, and for the culture, how about being able to kick it with one of your favorite artists on a vacation? We'll tell you about all that. But first, T, the Braves get the dub last night um, against the Colorado Rockies. 16 strikeouts by Spencer Strider, the folk hero himself. <laughs> he does it again. And also, Michael Harris was on full display by going yard. And I think that when you think about where this team is and, and, and this team really needing to get this win so they can win this series and do what they're supposed to do against bad teams, I just mm-hmm. think it's just only fitting that the rookies were leading the way with this bad boy. Oh, yes. It was like – the NL Rookie of the Year race was on display last night. Right, exactly. It, like within the team, like two people. <laughs> it was on display. Anything you can, at, I can do better. Right, right. It was, it was outstanding. And for Spencer Strider, hidden in all of that is eight innings, no walks. Eight, of, no walks, T. Like, that has been done since, like, with John Gray, Doc Gooden did it back in 1984. Like, that's stuff we don't don't normally see that type of stuff. That's crazy. Right. And then you see John Schmoltz, who did it back in 92 with the 16 strikeouts, that is, and again in 05. But you think about that. That was 17 years ago that a Brave did that. Not coming. Yeah. (laughs) That is absolutely mind-boggling. And one of the broadcasters said something that I thought was so funny yet true. Uh, he said, you know, I really wanted Spencer Strider to get a third pitch in his arsenal. But you know right. what? He might not ever need a third pitch because the two he has are lights out. And yeah, it's just everything about it is beautiful. And also with Michael Harris, just to give him a little bit of shout out and a little bit of shine as well with that home run. One of the things that he's doing and one of the things that he's done very subtly is just tweak his stance ever so slightly. So if you think mm-hmm. it's been good already getting to homer number 14, imagine as he continues to tweak and and really perfect that that swing. Oh man. I mean, we we're just to me, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg of what he can do and 
since we gave him ugly the other night, I'll go ahead and give Kenley Jansen kind of good because at least you didn't blow the scoreless out. Yeah, it was, and he capped, I think, what, in less than 10 pitches, too. So, yes. you know, you, you can definitely appreciate him for him. Got to give him a little love. But just back, go back to Michael Harris really quickly. Mm-hmm. This dude's only played 85 games, T. Like, <laughs> like, and ever since he was brought up and then Spencer Strider kind of followed, right, Um, not too long after that, the Braves have been absolutely killing it. Like, yeah. they have been absolutely amazing ever since these rookies came on. That's why I mentioned before, before when we got started that these rookies have been leading the way for the Braves, yeah. and it is absolutely amazing to watch, and we're definitely going to continue to watch them as the Braves get ready to take on the uh, Miami Marlins. We'll talk. We'll give you a quick preview of that series, but before we do that, T, tell the folks about what's going on at Bet Online. Yes, betonline.net is your stop for all sports developments and all information about betting. And listen, we have a little bit of a shakeup in the Eastern Conference with Donovan Mitchell coming over to the Cavs and Ooh. pretty much the Cavs giving away everybody. Lowry Marketing, gone. <laughs> Colin Sexton, gone. Unprotected picks, gone. But more importantly, Spider is coming over to the Eastern Conference. So how does that change the odds of who's going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, the NBA Finals next year? You want to know? This is where you go to find out that information. But it doesn't stop with just NBA, MLB, or NFL information. you got niche sports like MMA and golf that they can give you info on as well. And if you're a beginner like me, you can check out their podcast to get all the information you need to understand lines and over-unders and all of those good things that you need to know so that you can bet right. So very simple. Once you finish with ATL day ones and rocking with us, go rock with betonline.net. You can do it from your laptop, desktop, cell phone, any device, any connected device. Again, that's betonline.net because that is where the game starts. The game starts tonight for the Atlanta Braves. They will be playing against the Miami Marlins. Sandy Alcantara, another uh, <clears throat> Cy Young Award, should be more than likely. He's making a really good case to be the winner. Uh, yeah. So um, I think that we're talking about a, a guy who's been able to put up type of numbers that he's been able to do on such a horrible horrid team uh, i think you gotta you gotta deserve some type of credit for that and uh obviously charlie morton who looks like he's gonna lose his playoff rotation spot to spencer strider uh he's gonna be on the mound tonight as well so i think that you know last time we saw him against the cardinals wasn't all that great so but um we think that you know that's something that we're looking forward to 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 though to them getting back on track and i think that you know with um ronald acuna Mm-hmm. You know, DH and last night we're gonna mm-hmm. see how the plan kind of works here and see if if, yeah. if he's gonna be in the field or maybe he continues to DH as mm-hmm. they try to figure out what's going on with his knee. Yeah, I'd like to see him continue to DH. This is the ki- kind of series where you actually don't need his. You, you don't need it. You know, you right. don't need his prowess, if you will. You can afford to not have him in the uh, outfield, right? And right. if you could just get him at the plate. I mean, hey, look, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. And I like the fact that this gives this particular series gives Brian Snicker a little bit more to play with. Also, I want to go back to something that you just said about Charlie Morton. Mm -hmm. He is fighting for his rotation life. 
for the yeah. postseason. And it should this, be. It should be a yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah. so he's starting for his rotation life. So this will be a great opportunity for him as well to be able to do a little something. And finally, talking about those rookies, this might be an opportunity for Brian Snicker to kind of tinker with Vaughn Grissom and kind of see where he can utilize him in different spaces because that versatility that Vaughn brings to the table could be useful as you're approaching the postseason also. Yeah, because Vaughn Grissom is a guy that, you know, has stepped in for Ozzy Albies um, at second base, and he's done mm-hmm. a stand-up job yeah. for sure. And uh, speaking of Ozzy, he had a, you know, he was on his first rehab assignment in Gwinnett, and he, he went 0 for 40. Um I think that this is something that's going to probably be a process when you talk about for him being out for so long and he was already struggling um, before mm-hmm. he got hurt. I think yeah. this is going to be a process, and I don't think um, the Braves need to rush this um, at any point. But I do think he needs to get some game experience before the playoffs get started. But sure. I think that, hey, this is probably what you expect, you know, his mm-hmm. first time out. Yeah, indeed. And him going in – as the leadoff hitter, but in the DH role. I really like that because to your point, that is showing that Brian Snicker is perfectly okay with a slow go return for Ozzie Albies. He already has what he needs in terms of second base support. And like you said, Ozzie was kind of having a challenge at the plate before he went out on injury. So again, I think that this is the best place for him to be. Slow it down. Yeah, it was 0 for 4. But you got to start somewhere, and let's just keep seeing what that progress is going to look like over these next few weeks. Yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on that, as the Braves should. Go ahead and sweep these bad boys over the weekend and and keep it <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> we hope. Yes. Um, but I think one of the things that, that's also going on this weekend, T, is the doggone Georgia Bulldogs will be taking on the Oregon Ducks. And to be honest with you, T, I think George is going to win this game, but I think the 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 conversation or the thing that I started thinking about when when you think about what Georgia's goals should be or where where they are coming into this season, I think it's the play of Stetson Bennett, right? Because mm-hmm. I know for me, and I'll go ahead and admit, I was a star, I was a doubter, I doubted mm-hmm. him throughout the entire season, and you know Stetson Bennett has gone on record as saying that he don't really care about that. Yeah. And this guy, this is the type of guy that, you know, he's going to do him. And, and I think that he has enough confidence Yeah. because last year he came up big in a lot of games. I, Kirby yeah. Smart talked about when ten, that Tennessee game, being on the road and, 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 and making those, making that necessary play to get that offense going and get that mm-hmm. momentum to go on ahead and beat the brakes off of them like they're supposed to. And, yeah. of course, in the national championship game, you know, throwing those two four-quarter touchdowns, it was absolutely huge. So mm-hmm. I think that – they got the national championship. Mm-hmm. What type of – how far can Stetson Bennett really raise the level of his game going into this season? Yeah, and I was looking down in the trenches as well, but I'll start in the trenches with Georgia's O-line. I think right. that is advantage Georgia, advantage Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett, because yes. literally you're bringing back the same group pretty much that you had on the line last year. That was a group that only allowed 16 sacks in 15. Game. So that protection for Stetson Bennett will be critical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, we know that he's got some stallions when it comes to that running back game. We're talking, you know, Kenny McIntosh is, is a beast. Kendall Milton is a beast. And then we could go on and on for Brock Bowers on with the tight end room as well right. as the wide receiver room. The one thing I will say, and I don't want to call it an advantage, but let's just say the Ducks will be able to keep, an, keep them honest. 
this show has always loved Panay Sewell. And I yes. think this show, love, love <laughs> this show yes. also <laughs> kind of likes what we see out of his brother, Noah, because there's a tandem yeah. for the Ducks, Noah uh, Sewell, if you will, and uh, mm -hmm. I think it's Justin Slow. And those guys are pretty darn good in the secondary. So if anything, I'm not saying that that's going to be all the way advantage for the Ducks, but being that Dan Lanning knows what to look for with Stetson Bennett, there could be an opportunity for them to at least keep Georgia honest, maybe through the third, maybe early fourth quarter. So I do, I do like that as an interesting and intriguing matchup. And then on the flip side, this will be the test for Georgia's D line because mm. they are the polar opposite of the O line. Nobody on that D line was playing starting last year. All those guys are in the NFL now. So this yeah. is going to be five intriguing. starters in the first round. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be intriguing to see what those three guys up front are able to do against yeah. the Oregon O-line. However, I will also not give them too much credit for that because Jalen Carter, because I said Jalen Carter and because I said Jalen Carter. Yeah, Jalen Carter. Yeah, this. Yeah, y'all listen up, Georgia fans. Jalen Carter was the best defensive lineman you had last year. Sorry. I, I understand. I get it. I know. I know that hurts. Yeah, Jordan Davis. I get it. That's the dude. It's basically like my twin of how I was built when I was in college. But when you talk about just talent level, just pure talent, oh, my goodness. And it's going to be on full display this year, T. And I think that that's something that, you know, Stetson Ben is going to have to – he's going to have some help. He yeah. don't have to – he's not going to have to do all do it all by himself. And I think that that's going to be a beautiful thing to watch. Like I said, Georgia gets the, the dub. I don't know if they necessarily cover at 17 yeah. and a half points. Agree with you. Oh, no, they, just, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that one. Because I think this game is going to go by pretty quick because both teams are going to try to establish the run. And, and I know for sure Dan Lanning is not trying to put the ball in the hands of Bo Nix. Like, we can just go ahead and get that, that situated and let everybody know that right now. So we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that for Labor Day weekend. A lot of good football going on. So we'll uh, have you covered on that on Tuesday because we will not be here on Monday. We're going to take the day off. But um, make sure you um, follow, keep us and follow us on online and like and subscribe and enjoy all this good t content that we're putting out for you. Now, but coming up next, though, T, the Falcons put some notable names on IR. We'll talk about whether or not there was some validity to all of those. Uh, that's next right here on ATL Day 1s, right on part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to ATL Day 1s. I am Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And you guys are our tried and true fans. We appreciate your family for continuing to download this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we also appreciate you guys giving us a five-star review. And we are moving, moving, moving towards 4,000 subscribers on the Locked On Sports Atlanta network. So appreciate you guys for that. Continue to subscribe. And as always, tell a friend about it. They can come and join the party as well. Now, what was not a party on Thursday, what was going on in Flowery Branch? There were a lot of notable names that were put on IR by the Falcons, Deion Jones, Jalen Mayfield, Isaiah Oliver, Marlon Davidson. Which of those players, Jarvis, names, which name or names stands out or stood out to you most? I think the first one that jumps out because we've had so many conversations about his status with this team is has to be Deion Jones, right? Because yeah. you talk about, you know, whether or not he's played his last game as a Falcon. I've gone on record to say that, you know, 
You know, I, I not, and a lot of people seem to feel some type of way about it and not get it. You know, Deion Jones was a great linebacker. Let me say that again. Deion mm -hmm. Jones was really, really good for the Atlanta Falcons, yes. but he is no longer that guy. He yeah. is no longer in a scheme that is going to help him be at least close to what he used to be. And exactly. I think that, you know, for those two reasons, that's why he's probably has played his last game as a Falcon. And, and for him to be put on IR, like, mm -hmm. hey, he's out of sight, out of mind. And I think that's exactly what the Falcons want for him. And the second one that kind of really stood out for me, T, is that Marlon Davidson. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that, you know, when you think about what all of the injuries that he's dealt with. Yeah. And, you know, and I had a conversation with him about, you know, being injured and, and not being able to squat for two years. And as a former defensive lineman, I'm just like, dude, how, do you, how in the world can you be successful and if you can't work on your leg strength? Because that's mm -hmm. the big key for a defensive lineman. You got to be strong down low. But, you know, and then for him to say, yeah, man, this first time I'm coming in healthy. And then, boom, right back at it again with the injuries. And you just, I just think it's just unfortunate. And I think it's more than likely it's going to end maybe in an injury settlement potentially or it, it or just a body like you know what i mean and i don't think that you know the falcons more than likely gonna have to move on from him and, yeah. and not mm -hmm. hold that spot on the roster once he gets healthy yeah and for me marlon davidson wasn't a surprise because i always thought they were going to put him on ir and that was right. going to be the his exit strategy for lack of a better term i think for Indeed. me yeah, and Jalen Mayfield, I think we both agreed that we would not be shocked if we saw him here. So that that didn't phase us as well. Now, Deion Jones, I was a little bit shocked by only because I thought the Falcons were going to go in a different direction because I felt like, okay, they put him on display in the third preseason game. So I just didn't quite expect <laughs> it to go that way. But Isaiah Oliver was the shocker for me. Yes, yes. That's the shocker for me. And yeah. I really am concerned about that. And don't get me wrong. Great that they have D'Alfer. Great that they have Mike Ford. And, you know, they've got weapons that they can put in that slot space and play at that nickel. But Isaiah Oliver, just what we saw, just streaks and signs and flashes. Yeah. The Dean Pease put in there last year just before the injury. It's like, oh, my God, we think we found a fit for him. And... You know, and, and I understand it's he's not 100% and they're maybe being cautious because maybe they do have a few more weapons than say they had even last year to kind of play around with. But that one was a little bit shocking. And I'm so hopeful that it's just going to be a short term situation that when he says he's not 100% that maybe that means he's 85 or 90 and he's right. getting close to being back to that guy because I do believe that Dean Pease found something with him. And I think that if he can find that magic again, just if his body can allow for it, he can be something special in that secondary. But speaking of special, we know that we love all of the products that we tell you guys about, but maybe none is more special to us than Coffee AM. CoffeeAM.com backslash locked on. CoffeeAM.com backslash locked on. Yes, it's going to register this time. CoffeeAM.com backslash locked on. Go, go there right now, and I'm going to tell you why. Why I should go there, Jarvis? I'm about to tell you. Calm down. I got you. Now, I took a trip to the rainforest this morning, T. Um, for those of you who don't know, like, that is a very, very special blend that Coffee AM makes. It's called the Rainforest Crunch. Oh, my goodness. It takes me there. Um, when you <laughs> open that bag of coffee up, it's just like, oh, my God. Now I need to get on the plane and go there right now. But I don't have to because Coffee AM got it right here just for me. And they can get it there for you just as well. 
because it is the best small batch coffee roaster in the entire country. They, right here in your backyard, right there. All you got to do is hop on the road and just go right there. Or you can just go to the website. You yeah. got to get in your car. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Now that I told you why to go, you need to go there. Let me tell you the incentive you're going to get when you get there. It is called a 15% off discount off of all coffees, gift, tea, gift sets, and teas. And all you got to do is drop in the coupon code box, locked on, and they're gonna you're gonna get that fifteen percent off. Why don't you just go ahead and pull up on the best small batch coffee roaster in the entire country? And it's right here in your backyard. And you ain't gotta worry about it. Go ahead and do it right now. Not right now. After the show. Then you go. There we go. That's what I meant by right now. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Indeed, I absolutely love that because, like you said, Jarvis, this is going to be a cray-cray weekend in Atlanta, yes, and Lord. you might need to be more alert than <laughs> ever in Coffee A.M. on those streets, woo! And Coffee A.M. can do that for you, so check out coffeeam.com. Now, speaking of going forward, because listen, we know that hopefully you'll go forward and go to the uh, coffeeam.com backslash locked on website, what does all of this mean for the future of the Falcons in terms of those four individuals in particular? Because, of course, we know that there are guys that they added, there are guys on the practice squad. But what about these four? Jones, Mayfield, Davidson, Oliver. What does that mean for the Falcons? You know what? To be honest with you, I, I think a lot of guys' future futures are on the line right sure. you know because when you think about and i start off with Jalen mayfield he played terribly last year i mean that's just exactly what it is oh, right and yeah, it, yeah. And, and we got a little peek a peek into you know this year he didn't look that he didn't look all that great as well and right. we kind of then we kind of find out okay he's dealing with some back injuries right mm -hmm. okay that's fair yeah. uh offensive lineman needs his back we understand that and and when you're talking about being that young Mm -hmm. You you only you know only your second year in the NFL and you're having back injuries as offensive yeah. lineman. Yeah, I talked about not being able to squat as a defensive lineman. How about mm -hmm. not being able to do pretty much anything exactly. as an offensive lineman because your back is messed up? Like it's hard to lift weights when your 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 back is messed up. And I think that this is the guy that you may be talking about being out of the league, depending on the seriousness of this um, back injury. So. And obviously, that has to be serious if they're putting him on IR yeah. um, um, so far in. But as far as and, and it's Deion Jones as well, like, mm -hmm. you know, that he has a big salary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. with nine point six million, I think. And he's going to be a 20 million dollar um, uh, count, 20 million dollars yeah. against the cap this year. Yeah. So whether or not teams are going to be willing to take on that, how much mm -hmm. are the Falcons willing to take on that? If they can do that, I think that's something that you got to keep. Keep in mind because we we know we know for a fact that the Falcons have no need for Deion Jones right now, yeah. um, for, at all, like at all. They don't. They basically they made it very clear on who they want to keep around that's already been around. That's Grady Jarrett and Jake mm -hmm. Matthews. That's why those guys got those um, necessary contracts yes. um, in place. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you know when you think about and Marlon Davidson, we, we spoke on that. I think those. Mm -hmm. It's just about what what are you gonna be are you gonna be able to sustain yourself in the NFL going forward? Like not only just the Falcons, it's just talking about stick being able to stick around on the roster and continue to make money at the end of the day. 
Yeah. And one more question. I thought this was interesting because shifting from those guys who obviously either played a key part in years past or we were hoping they would play a key part and they didn't. Now you look again to the future to say, okay, there are some players in particular that need to step up. So our guy D-Led, our friend to the show, had an interesting article that he put out with his key players. He chose Taquan Graham, Lorenzo Carter, Cordero Patterson. Taquan, because, hey, you're a starter now in your second year, so you got to get it. Lo, Mm -hmm. you are here because of the backside of your season with the Giants last year. We need sacks. And CP, yes, it'll be running back by committee, but really and truly, that run attack starts and stops with you. So my question to you, Jarvis, is this. When we think about our key players, you get one on offense, you get one on defense. Tell me who you think will be a key player and really has to turn in a big season in order for the Falcons to be successful or competitive. You know what? Offensively, I got to go with Drake London. You know, number eight overall pick. You, you know, you were brought in, you got your first catch, and then, boom, you go down. Like, is this what your, your career is going to look like? Because a lot of people, I know that's uh, very extreme uh, when you think about, you know, a guy coming into his rookie year. But I think that when you take a guy that high, like, you want to see some kickback immediately yeah. because you want to understand that this regime understands what first-round talent looks like, right? We – Everybody can agree Kyle Pitts is going to work out. Yeah. Yes. And we got a, a really good peek into that last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get those touchdowns up, Kyle, but we get it. We we yeah. see the talent. It's there. We And people are on notice. They understand that. But I think that Drake London need to give the, the, you know, the fans, you know, us as media who cover this team, like, all right, we understand, you know, from a size standpoint, but we want to see some production. Just give us a little peek. So mm-hmm. uh, my whole thing, my thing to Drake, get healthy and go ahead and do your thing and, and, and justify that that um, that um, number eight overall pick. And defensively, it has to be Deion Grant. Yeah, Deion. Uh, I'm sorry, Richie, Richie Grant. Grant. Excuse me. <laughs> I knew sorry. what you meant. Yeah, no, no, I, knew <laughs> I, I went back in time there with Deion Grant, uh, the Gusta native there. Um, but Richie Grant has to do what he needs to do. Like second round pick last year, a lot of coverage on him not being able to pick up the defense. Because um, Dean Pease is a straight shooter. He'll pretty much tell you what it is. And he played out of position last year, kind of trying to help out and did an okay job there. And now he's stepping into the starting role. I think that in order for, you know, the Falcons defense to do what it needs to do this year, which is be a lot better than where they were last year, mm-hmm. Richie Grant has to take the ball away. Uh, he has to show that, hey, this is why the Falcons drafted me. And you know, it's a theme here, T. Like, because I want to believe in Terry Fontenot. So these guys need to make plays in order for that to happen. Yeah. And for me on offense, it's Caleb McGarry. We need him to show and prove. Yes, he bulked up and he got his body right in the Mm offseason. Yes, he's looked decent in training camp and even in the preseason games. But I want to see what he is truly working with when we get into some real game action. Because we know we started the season off saying, hey, 60% 60% of the line was set, right? That that was that was the, the, the commentary. Uh, when you look it was at up the, for competition, yeah. yeah. Exactly. 60%, yeah, yeah, not exactly. Yeah. That's not up yeah. for competition. Mm-hmm. However, and, and now we feel like we're kind of 80% of the way there because I think we all agree we yeah. still don't know what's going on with that center. But yeah. I am uh-huh. very intrigued to see what in the world Caleb McGarry is going to do to shore up that right side. He needs to be at his best. And on the defensive side, I'll stick with where you went, which is the secondary, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see 
if Casey Hayward is really going to give the help that A.J. Terrell needs so that we can see two things. Number one, like you said, for that secondary to make sure that they keep those quarterbacks honest and that they give whatever quarterback, I don't care if it's Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, or whomever, because, of course, that's who they're going to see first game Mm -hmm. out. Show something. Show them that you're going to have to be honest. We're not going to let you get big plays on us. We're not going to let you go into second gear. None of it is happening with this secondary. And then I think, and I'm, I'm trusting AJ Terrell, by the way. So oh, I yeah, think you yeah. really get to see what this guy is made of because now you can't keep throwing to the other side if Casey Hayward is the truth like we think he is. So those are, those are my two guys that I'll be kind of looking to see if they really have big seasons and uh, can help us, like you said, you need more sacks, but you also need more takeaways. You need that ball back in the hands of your offense. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about for the culture and some of the things you didn't know you needed until maybe you went to Turks and Caicos and found out. We'll tell you about that on the other side. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. want to say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. Um, you guys have been showing a lot of love on youtube and on wherever you download your podcast you guys been giving us those five-star reviews you've been liking and subscribing to us because we're almost at four thousand subscribers seemed like like yesterday we would just hit three thousand my goodness we appreciate y'all you know tell a friend to tell a friend tell a friend we absolutely love that and we love you all and we really mean that like 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 we're not playing like we really love y'all. Appreciate you uh, for for, uh, for rocking with us. But T, this is for the culture. It is an intersection between the sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes, what the hell we want to talk about? Because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. T, um, do you know who Kiara Moore is, or have you heard of her before? Um, before today? Mm-hmm. No, no, not really. All right. So, um, <laughs> um, Nas didn't either because. He got a chance. Kiara Moore, you know, she's an avid traveler. And everybody seems to be traveling nowadays, stuff for me. But anyway, yeah. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> she took a trip down to Turks and Caicos with her friend, a BFF, you know, celebrating a birthday and everything. Then they're chilling, doing their thing, sitting down at the restaurant. Next thing you know, they get the, you know, the whole little birthday situation comes. And then she looks over and she sees that Nas is the rapper, the probably the guy who murdered the. <clears throat> not murdered, literally, but lyrically, you know, I think Jay-Z uh, and that, uh, that that rap battle that they had for a little bit of time. And he was over there toasting, too. And then next thing you know, he made his way up to the table. And next thing you know, they are there taking shots together. And next thing you know, they exchange I love yous. T, what is going on? Like, like <laughs> what are we missing out on? You know, being able to have a conversation, probably one of the greatest rappers of all time on vacation. What What's the deal here? I say that all the time in Atlanta because everybody clearly <laughs> has the house here with that burglary right. situation yeah. that, from Lord. those gangs earlier this week, right? Right. So, but I never run into celebrities in Atlanta. I, I never do. So, really? I, no, it, it just does wow. not happen. But where it did happen was in D.C. one time. I was there for our Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated Centennial Celebration. And we're doing a late night dinner not far from the hotel convention center, right? And all of a sudden, this guy kind of sits about two chairs down. And you know how you just look and you go, wait a minute. And you try to low-key look. And we were both like, my, my uh, sore and I, is that Hill Harper? Yeah, that's and he uh, And I guess sometimes they get accustomed the to The relationship expert. Yeah, right, right. 
finally, um, Hill Harper was like, yeah, it's me. So he comes over <laughs> and literally we sit there for hours doing like a taste test with food and wine and talking to him about relationships. And he actually has some good insight. I will give him that. But yeah, that was kind of a, a fun deal where it's like, hey, we just went out for you know a quick bite and just to kind of get out of all the fray and boom, he was right there. And of course, the gentleman that he was took care of everything. So sweet, sweet situation. But if you ask me who I would want it to be, now mm-hmm. that's the difference. That's a different conversation. There's this guy, okay. Keith Robinson, who has acted in, um, I think Saints and Sinners is like his most recent show. Go look him up, Keith Robinson. And he's okay. half and half and he's a singer and he was Effie White's uh, brother in Dream Girls, the movie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If he mm-hmm. ever, and he lives in Atlanta, if he ever sits in a re- <laughs> restaurant where I am, I, I don't really care who else is there. Oh, yeah, we're going to have some conversation, uh, have some toast, we're going to have some I love yous. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what, T? This sounds more, doesn't really sound like you're a fan of his work. It seems like you're a fan of, a fan of his work. Like, <laughs> 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 No lies told. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. Uh, but yeah, but that's cool though. Yeah, that that's actually really cool. I think the one time I never forget, um, I, I was at a Hawks game, and you know, just kind of chopping it up with some of the new people from my former station, working nine two nine. You know that. You know they raised me, so I never uh, be afraid to admit that. Um, just sitting there at the game, and then next thing you know, you know, Dominique Wilkins walks up. Then former NBA head coach Sam Mitchell walks up. And then next thing you know, we're having a full-on conversation about nothing about basketball. And when I tell you, you're talking about some good laughter, some good laughs. It was just an absolutely amazing conversation. And I was just like, man, this is really, really cool just to be in that type of situation. Yeah. You know, where you're just kicking with guys that, that are very accomplished in life. Mm-hmm. And just acting like normal people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's one thing that I've come to realize, like, you know, growing up in Atlanta, yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people and I've mm-hmm. met a lot of famous folks, worked for mm-hmm. them and everything, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. But it's just really cool to see that they're really down to earth once you do meet them. I think that's the real cool thing about mm-hmm. it. And and I think as far as somebody that I would love to meet, mm-hmm. and I actually had an opportunity to introduce myself, but I was scared. Yeah, I was scared. I'm 6'5". 300 and some odd pounds. Yeah, I got scared. Andre 3000. Like, my biggest, I'm the hugest fan of Andre 3 Stacks, right? I was at the bank in a very, pla- a place that you would never know Andre 3 Stacks to be. He's, he was actually um, banking at this particular bank. It was a small bank. Probably only exist anymore. Uh, and I, I walked, and it was in a grocery store. Uh-huh. So I was going to the grocery store to pick up some stuff. And then as I walk, walked in, I was like, I saw the afro and everything. I'm like, oh, who is this dude? So, and I kept on going about my business. Then when I came back out, leaving out, because I was going there really quickly, mm-hmm. I looked. I was like, oh snap! It was Andre Three Stacks sitting in this Best Bank in random Stone Mountain, Georgia. You know, in the cut somewhere off of the the seventy eight side of Stone Mountain. And I'm sitting there like, what in the world? Like so. Um, obviously I did not say anything to him. I called, I called my wife and she was like, Jarvis, what in the world? Why would you, what, why, why not? I was like, oh no, I guess, you know, I'm going to try to seem like a little punk, you know, to my wife, but I was just like, you know, I ain't, I ain't want to mess with him. You know what I'm saying? You know how that's an excuse all the time, but, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was definitely be really cool to kind of sit down and chop it up with Andre. 
and, and ask him why he ain't dropped no album yet. <clears throat> That's your plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Three stacks, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> so, Jarvis. Uh, now, what I want to do there, there's one more person I would like to sit next to, and there's one more person that I would like to meet, and that's the person who will be preparing the macaroni and cheese and the potato salad and baked beans for your cookout. All right, so got got two out of the three. So today, my wife will be preparing the baked beans. You know what I'm saying? I'm pushing her. I ain't gonna drop some meat off in that thing. You know that people love that type of stuff. Oh, and yeah. then my uh, her god sister, who mason it. Oh, Excellent potato salad. Yeah, I think y'all met before. Yes. She will be on the potato salad duty. And uh, yes, I'm looking very, I'm very much so looking forward to that. I love it. I love it. Well, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll, like you said, we'll take two out of three for the cookout because you guys don't know, low key, one of Jarvis's super skills is grilling. So can't wait to hang <sighs> out with you, fam this weekend. It's going to be really, really cool. And listen, we hope you guys have a good, safe holiday weekend as well. Hopefully the Braves will give us what we want, which is a sweep. And uh, we'll be able to talk a little bit about that when we come back next week. And of course, we're getting closer to opening day in the NFL. So we'll talk more Falcons and anything on the sports scene over the weekend. We'll come back on Tuesday and download because Jarvis and I, we're going to kick it back on Monday. Hope you guys do the same. Have a safe, safe, super safe weekend in those ATL streets. Y'all come back. Now you're here. I'm going to be looking for you. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.